This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, and it is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it very much. If you're traveling through today in Colorado, maybe the first time you're listening to us, thank you for that as well. This is a live program today. We are not recorded. Sometimes we replay the show depending upon, you know, the holidays and what's going on. But, no, we're live today uh, heading into the 4th of July Independence uh, Week, I guess you could say, the way it falls this year. And Tina Francone with us today. And the way it falls, Tina, it's sort of like what what day are – yeah, when is everybody taking time off? And I think it's just a string of days. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's always hard when there's when there's a holiday when it falls where it does right. because you just you just really don't ever know, and people right. are on different schedules. And you know, I mean, I'm fortunate to be you know my own boss, and so well, every day's a holiday. <laughs> or so everybody thinks. Hey, again, Tina's with us, and Tina was with us the other day. We had her on oh two weeks ago. I want to say two weeks ago we had Tina on her and Tanya. Von Beber, and they are part of an organization called SaveOurGrid.org, which those of you listening, you can go back and listen to that program again a couple of weeks ago is when we did that. And great organization, and it's exactly what it says. It is SaveOurGrid.org, and that's exactly what it is. How do we keep this grid up and functioning and tight and, and uh, hardened and do all the things we need to make sure we don't have any huge outages? And we've talked about a lot of that in the past. But today... And a lot of you may or may not know this, but Tina is also a firearms instructor, has a business called Straightforward Shooting, and you've done this for how long, Tina? We're going into our 13th year. Okay, 13 years. Imagine that. And I've known you for not quite that entire time, but pretty close to it, almost. Yeah, almost. Almost, yeah. Okay, so first of all, tell us what is it that Straightforward Shooting does I know, but for everybody listening, and even folks traveling through that, you know, again, maybe listening to us for the very first time, I should say this. If you're listening to us that way and you're hearing us on the radio and you want to keep listening to the things that we have here, we have great programming on KLZ all the way through the week, weekends, you name it. We do a lot of different things. I host four different shows here. So the one you're going to hear right now, plus three hours after this at Rush to Reason, plus I do an Around a House show tomorrow morning called Fix It Radio from 9 to 10, plus we do Drive Radio, which is a, a call-in car talk show that really is, in my opinion, one of the best car talk shows in the country. I don't say that just because it's me. We've been doing it a very long time. We've always got great guests. We've got great listeners, great questions, and I feel one of the best car shows in the country. So if you're traveling and you want to listen to us beyond right now and beyond the radio signal, use the app klzradio.com. It's that simple. Google Play uh, or, or, yeah, the Google Play Store, the, uh, the Apple Store, the App Store. All you have to do is type in KLZ, literally, and it will bring up the app. Download that, and you can listen anytime you want. You can also go to the websites we all have and listen there also. But, Tina, for those folks that maybe are listening for the first time, even some of those folks traveling through that may end up making Colorado their home someday, which we'll, we'll welcome them if they we'll want to come. We'll take them. Yeah, we'll take them. Uh, if that's the case, tell them a little bit about you and what straightforward shooting is. Well, straightforward shooting um, strives to offer personalized firearms training for whatever level you're at, whether you're a beginner, whether you're a seasoned shooter, um, everybody can learn something new. True. And um, so, and really, we we started straightforward shooting. Um, I started straightforward shooting because I found that there was a gap in that in that offering um, in, of instruction. Okay. And trying to get something that would fit. Um, not only a beginner shooter, but uh, a more experienced shooter was, they were few, few and far between. 
And um, so really I started this journey because our son was in Cub Scouts and they needed somebody to run the shooting range for day camp. Okay. um, I was in one of those volunteer meetings where you try not yep. to make eye contact with anybody because you know you're going to do it anyways. To That's do right. It, right. And so he leans over to me and he goes, hey, do you shoot? <laughs> and oh, I boy. thought, well, what about me made me, made you look at me and say, you know, and ask me that question. But, um, but that's where I started. And then um, I did Wait, that. Which I'll stop for a moment because mm-hmm. the, the conception or the perception, maybe that's the way to say it. The perception I think that a lot of folks have, and you know what I'm going to say next, is how can a lady be a firearms instructor? Because it really, it's kind of always has been. It's not now because it's changed a lot because of people like yourself. But let's face it, for the longest time, that was sort of the man's world. Absolutely. It has tra- It has changed drastically in the last 10, 15 years, for the good, by the way. Absolutely. So I'm not complaining about that at all. It should have changed, and uh, we'll get into some of that, by the way, but... But to my point, back then, especially, it really was sort of a man's world, right? Absolutely. Well, and and when I first started coming in, you know, not, you know, as a woman in the in the field in a in a predominantly male dominated right. field, um, I was the unicorn, sure, right? Yes. And people looked and went like, "Wow, what are you doing here?" Right. And right. I can um, only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you, um, it was kind of like seventh grade. Okay, you know, but a little awkward at times. <laughs> a little awkward at uh, times. Tina can hold her own, so I'm sure you did just fine. <laughs> well, and, and you know, but then when people realize, you know, that you're serious about it and that you really do have a heart for teaching mm. and, and for training. Which and not everybody can do, by the way. No, and In just, fact, I think, uh, just as a side note, I think ladies make better teachers than a lot of men do, which well, gives you, I think, at times an advantage. Sometimes, you know, but we do have, you know, good instructors um, who have taken me a long time to just to groom and who have my same mindset and okay. who really have that same desire to teach okay. and also to make sure that people are being safe. All right. Um, we're not there to preach. You know, we don't we you know, we don't share our political viewpoints. No, you're um, there to teach people how to handle a firearm correctly. And I, I'm assuming we'll talk about this, but assuming not only how to handle it and be safe, but how to be more accurate, what to do in certain situations, on and on we go, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And we start with safety because that's where it's at. And, you know, we're not there to proselytize, you know, we're not, you know, turning people into, um, you know, shooters. Uh, we're just there to teach people if, they're, if they have an interest in learning how to use firearms and how to do that safely, that's our job. Okay. We want to make sure that you're, you're safe with it because, really, if you're being safe with your firearm, shooting is pretty fun. And if you're having fun, you get better, you practice more, and, you know, it, it's that whole cycle. But, you know, if you're not being safe with a firearm and somebody gets hurt, well, the fun stops there. Really, absolutely, no, immediately, great point. screeching great point. halt. Great point. So um, we can teach people how to be safe with that. And, you know, I started as, you know, as being the range master for the Valley District of Boy Scouts for their day camp. And then I figured after four years of, about four years of that, I figured if I could teach 13-year-old boys how to shoot, I could teach grown-ups how to do that. Okay. And so sometimes it's easier to teach 13-year-old boys how to shoot um, as opposed to adults, but... But really, that's kind of how I started. I didn't grow up in a household where there was there were firearms. Um, my dad had a twenty two rifle he kept behind the bedroom door where you know for safety i I never saw him 
never saw him shoot it. He certainly didn't ever teach me how to shoot. He told us, don't ever touch that. It'll kill you. So, um, but then I had boyfriends who were military or law enforcement, and they thought, you know, well, hey, I got a great date. Let's go shooting. And it turns out I love to shoot. So it's still a great date. Great. <laughs> so oh, exactly. It's, it's a lot of fun if you're, if you're being safe with it. All right. So if, but as we get going here, first off, tell us if somebody has any desire to have some shooting instruction, explain how that works, your phone number, what they need to do, all of the kind of facets of what you guys do as a company. Well, I'd be, I would love it if everybody would go to our brand new, and I'm telling you, it is hot off the press. It's, it's an hour old, our brand new website, www.straightforwardshooting.com. And you'll see, um, you know, our class offerings. We do teach, you know, group classes. We do private instruction. Um, I am an NRA certified firearms instructor and a training counselor. So I am a certified um, by the NRA to uh, instruct, sort of instruct and certify um, instructors. So if you had that burning desire to do what I'm doing, um, give us a call. Uh, my phone number is 720-989-9662, or, you know, you could send us something on the website, um, but always, you know, excited to talk to people about where they are in their firearms training and where they want to go in their firearms training. Okay. Um, how many instructors do you guys have? Currently, we have four, okay. so it's myself and three others. Um, again, you know, I said it, it, it's taken an, us a while to really find instructors that are that teach the way we teach. Yeah, that are part of your culture. Absolutely. Probably the best way to say that, right? Absolutely. You want your culture of instructors doing what you guys want them to do, correct? Exactly. Okay. And, you know, I'll say that I probably get four or five phone calls a month from people who are recently separated from the military or just recently retired from law enforcement and say, you know, hey, I'm a really good shot. I think I'd like to join you as an instructor. And I'll just say that that's not our first criteria because, you know, people aren't paying you to show them how good you are, how good a shot you are. They want to learn how to do what you do. And so so I never never really thought about that before. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, we really focus on um, your teaching ability and really, um, you know, and your ability to shoot, of course, is important. But really, you know, people people tell me all the time, oh, my God, you have the best job in the world. You shoot all day long. And I, no, really. Probably not. No. <laughs> You're teaching other people <laughs> I, how to I'm do teaching, that. If I'm teaching, I'm probably not shooting. Right. You well, know, this is a lot shoot. like, tell me if I'm correct. And I never thought about that till just now. So everything you just said resonates, and it's like, okay, yeah, this makes total sense. It's like every golf pro has a golf instructor, a exactly. coach, if you would. And it's not typical. There's a few exceptions, one recently, but it's not typical for a golf pro or a golf instructor to actually then go play on tour. They may be really great at instructing, may not be the best to go out and play on tour, and there's a lot to do with all sorts of things being on tour, and we can get into all of that, and not saying that's where there's a comparison, but playing golf for a living every single day, being on the tour, you know, playing those, what, four different rounds of golf every weekend, on and on we go, that's a lot different than being the instructor, yet every one of those guys has an instructor. 
Right. So what my point is, the instructor is a great golfer, just like an instructor where you would be a great shooter. But at the end of the day, it's the job of the instructor to make that golfer even better than they are themselves. Absolutely. And because if you can't communicate your skill set to somebody who's willing to learn, um, then that's really lost. Okay. That, that, and so that I never really thought about that until you, yeah. you were here talking. It's like, okay, wait a minute. The, the idea here is to bring somebody up. Several levels, if you would. If they're very, if they're a beginner, of course, quite a few levels. But even if they're an expert shooter, they've been around it their whole life. There's always something to learn. You need the ability to be able to take either end of that spectrum and still teach that person something at the end of the day, right? Absolutely, and it and it does require, um, uh, you know, a lot of patience. Oh, of course, because, yes. Because that's you why know, I'm not a teacher. And and, <laughs> and, and you know, and the, the well, no, I mean that's sincerely, no, really, because I, I am not. I, I am one of the people that know me will say, okay, if you take instruction from John, my wife is one of these, my sister as well. If you take instructions from John, take a video. Because he's probably not going to repeat what he just said. And because part of that is I've always learned by just kind of being that visual person, hanging around, watching, and so on. I can usually pick up several things from just being next to somebody, almost kind of by that osmosis, if you would. That's how I learned to work on cars. I was just around a bunch of guys that were way older than me that had tons and tons of experience. And I watched and learned and listened. And and that's problem is that's not how you teach. Exactly. And I know that. I know my limitations. That's why I'm not a teacher. That's why I do what I do here and own businesses and so on. But I, even in the business end of things, Tina, I realized a long time ago, I need somebody else there in the business to do the instruction because that's not my that's not my strong suit at yeah, all. Exactly. So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. There's a lot of patience required. Well, and, and really that's why I started teaching is because, you know, I was taught, um, you know, just do it this way. And and never really learned that how to do that or myself, why. yeah, or the why of that, you know. And you know, as much as I loved my boyfriend at the minute sure. that he was teaching me, um, you know, I you know suggested to him, you know, them that you know really you're not always going to be around to right. stand. So why am I doing this? Yeah. So so tell me why, so I can duplicate it. And so I can either get better or, you know, continue to, you know, if, I'm, if I'm hitting the bullseye, I want to continue doing that. I want to duplicate that effort. If I'm doing something wrong and I'm not hitting my target, I want to know what I need to do to hit the bullseye. And so that piece was missing in my, you know, in my, you know, initial introduction to mm-hmm. shooting. And so I thought, well, I could probably do better. And I'll bet there's a lot of people out there that want to know the why. Because if you're shooting, I mean, the most frustrating thing in the world is to go shooting and you're trying to hit the target and you can't hit the target, but you don't know why, A, you don't know why, and B, you don't know what to do to correct, to, to correct that and yeah. to get better. And that's really what we focus on. Great segue, because I want to talk about some of those things as soon as we come back. So that's perfect, Tina. Thank you very much again. Straightforward Shooting, website straightforwardshooting.com. And I'm there looking at it as we speak. We'll put some of these links up, by the way, in our show notes a little later as well. Producer Ann will do that. So, again, everything about what we're talking about will be on the website. You can go there, sign up, view everything that we're talking about with Tina. But really, again, at the end of the day, do this. I mean, if you want to improve your 
shooting ability, your firearms handling ability is probably the best way for me to say that because we're going to get into some of that in a moment as well. It's not all just about shooting and hitting the middle of the bullseye. There's lots of other things that go into this as well. We'll get into some of that also. But those are the things you can find with Tina at Straightforward Shooting. All right, we'll be right back. Don't forget, Alan Stack again, Stack Optical. I talk about Alan a lot mainly because even in shooting, there's different eyewear and things that some people need depending upon your vision, the correction of that vision, and what you're actually doing. And what I mean by that is, are you shooting a rifle with a scope? Are you shooting iron sights? Are you shooting a pistol? What are you doing? Because depending upon what you do the most of may require some different eyewear according to what it is you're doing. Allen at Stack Optical, they've even got a really cool thing to where most eye doctors and optometrists, by the way, uh, are not, especially the, the fast, you know, like one-hour opticals and so on. I can tell you right now they're not going to do this. What Alan does is he'll say, Tina, let's make an appointment and bring your firearm in. I want to see how you hold it, what you're doing, what you're looking at, and all that. And then I'll make everything eye-wise, you know, eyesight-wise work for what you're doing. Folks, no one else out there in that world is going to, first of all, you show up with a gun of any kind, they're going to lock the doors. So this is Alan. You've got to make an appointment. You bring it on and load it in a case. You know, again, the safety part of it, which we'll get into with Tina as well. But that's what Alan at Stack Optical can do. And then for all of you that are like, I'm not a shooter, but I could sure use a set of glasses to do X, Y, and Z. He can customize anything you need or just your regular everyday eyewear, reading glasses, you name it. He can do that as well, including your eye exam. 303-321-1578. That's Stack Optical. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916 or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over your head. 
Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. All right, we're back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. The website, ready-radio.com. So ready-radio.com. You can go there and find out all the different things we do, the things we've talked about in the past, some of the different sponsors that we have. Folks like Alan Stack, which Tina and I were even talking through the break there, Tina Francone from Straightforward Shooting, how important it is, number one, to be able to see the target. Number two, to be able to see through the sights and the things that you're using to aim at the target at the same time. Because, Tina, you mentioned something during the break, which is really key. You're responsible, folks, for every bullet that leaves that muzzle. Absolutely. And if you and so if you can't hit your target, um, that's, you know, that's, that's a, a safety issue. Yeah, that's and a problem. That's a problem because, you know, really, you know, your first objective is to be safe. And, you know, secondarily, you know, you want to be accurate with what it is you're doing and hit your target. So, you know, we can coach you to to be a better shot and to hit your target consistently, but but ultimately as a responsible gun owner, that's your responsibility. Yeah, great point. No, so, I was I was taught that from gosh, I've been around firearms. Luckily I hadn't you know, I've talked about this before, I had a man's man for a dad. We were very outdoors ish, um, did everything outdoors when we were kids, hunted, fished, you name it, we did it all shoot, you know, teen I can remember shooting a you know we started with a rim fire you know, of course a 22 but i wasn't more than six maybe right seven at the oldest uh you know starting out with a rim fire with a 22 and learning how to do that and then moving up into you know some of the other you know calibers as as you go up which i want to get your opinion on this one of the biggest mistakes i think men in general make with their better halves sometimes even with kids but especially with their better halves and guys listen to me because i mean this sincerely do not hand your better half a forty-four Magnum and say, here you go, honey, fire one off. <laughs> well, you know, and I do get... You Am know, I and right? I, absolutely. And I, and I don't mean to stereotype, you know, but because, you, you know, you guys, you know, have, have big hearts yes. and really want to do the right thing. And, but I get phone calls from, from husbands who say, I want to buy my wife a gun. What should I get? And That's I, a good question, I, you know, by the way. And... You know, you know, I want to go by. I want to surprise her with it. You know, and my suggestion. Wrong answer. Well, my my first so, question my is usually, you know, to let me ask you a personal question. Um, do you buy bras for your wife? You know, because everybody is different. And, you know, yeah. so it, it is. I mean, I'm one of those where I would as much as I love all the people that are around me. The only way I would ever allow someone to buy something that personal for me, a gun, for example, especially a handgun, I have to feel it. Yeah, I have to hold it. it. I've got to have it in my hand. Absolutely. Now, 
the problem, and this is different than it used to be. For a lot of you listening, please bear with me here. Used to be if you bought something you didn't like it, you could take it back in exchange, and it wasn't really a big deal. Well, today with all the new laws, the gun control laws and so on, that's not as easily done as it used to be. So you need to be pretty sure on the front side of what you're getting into prior to making that purchase. That's my thought. And Tina. that's usually what I tell tell, you know, our, our husbands when they're looking for a nice gift for their wife. You know, this isn't Nordstrom. You're right. not taking it back. Right. Right. So, you know, before you make a four or five, six hundred dollar mistake, why do my suggestion would be is that, you know, you buy a gift certificate, take your wife out there, find something that that is that suits her. Yeah. And it's comfortable for her. And then take her out to dinner. Yeah. What a beautiful date. Yeah. So because if she I mean this sincerely, she even younger kids, if they're not comfortable in what they're doing and that first experience is somewhat frightening, you may you may not ever get them back in it. That's my always my fear, Tina, is you know how much damage sometimes do we do un we're not doing it on purpose. But the collateral damage can occur when we put somebody in something they shouldn't have been in in the first place. You're already afraid. You're already nervous about it. You put, you put somebody in a situation where they have the wrong tool to do the job, and um, it's not a pleasant experience. And so why would you want to do that and for those over of you and over really, and over again? I'm going to throw this out there as well. And again, I'm not trying to step on toes here, but most people want to go buy their wife some nice, little, dainty, compact, whatever, whatever which I would not do starting out, especially starting out. Well, I want her to carry it in her purse. Well, why not, let's get her to shoot first and understand how to properly use the weapon, and then we can move into some of that because, unfortunately, Tina knows where I'm going with this. Unfortunately, the smaller the weapon and the larger the caliber, the more bite, quote-unquote, it's going to have. And, right? and the shorter the barrel, the, the more perceived recoil that you will have. Right. And it's and it's your perception, you know, everybody's perception about, you know, how you feel the recoil on a firearm is different. But uh, but typically, the longer the barrel, the less the less recoil you're going to feel and uh, and then the more accurate you're going to be, frankly. Correct. And so those little pea shooters, you know, um, the shorter the barrel is they really have a lot of kick to them. Oh, they can bite you. And you can... Some more you, than others, by the way. Exactly. Well, But you can overcome that by proper body position. Mm-hmm. But if that's your first shot, if you take your first shot and that scares you, you're probably not going to do this again. Yeah. So, so let's set you up for success. Thank you. That's really... You took the words out of my mouth. Let's get off on the right foot with everyone so that... And again, folks, we're talking about what can you learn at straightforward shooting. I have a better idea than what even Tina said a moment ago. If I was getting that phone call... And somebody said, hey, Tina, I want to go buy my wife X, Y, and Z. My answer would be, tell you what, let's get a gift certificate. And I'll tell you what let's do. Let's go to a place where you can rent several different guns for her, and I'll go with you. You can pay Tina to come along. And instead of you being the instructor in this whole process, let's get somebody like Tina or one of her staff to be the instructor in this process so that then, by the way, Guys, this will help you in your relationship because now there's you're not going to be the person ever being ever being mad at. Exactly. If something doesn't go well, this is now the instructor that's doing all of this, and there's no shouting matches and hard feelings or anything along those lines. Let straightforward shooting handle that and make that a part of the gift. That's what I would say. Well, and that's you know, uh, you know, my husband and I have a 
quite a u- unique relationship. We were business partners before we were married, and we continue to be business partners. Um, I see him every day, and we do business stuff together. We do personal stuff together. Um, but a lot of people don't have that relationship. No, that's very, and by the way, that's not yeah. that's not easy to do. So congratulations. Well, I, I know 25 exactly years, what you mean. So, <laughs> you yeah, it's not easy. But and that doesn't mean you have a bad marriage or no, a no, bad no. relationship with your with your spouse. But you know, I mean, you it's you play different, different dynamic. Roles. Absolutely. So you know, the instruction part of that, um, I think, is better received when it comes from a third person. Agree. And um, and then you know. By the then, way, they're going to listen more intently to Tina or her staff than they actually will you. I'm sorry to say that, but that's <laughs> typically the way that works. And again, to just keep the peace, quote unquote, unless you are really good at instruction, which no offense, guys, most of us are not. I would just send them to Tina and and you know do a gift certificate and whatever you want to do, be nice and. The intent is fabulous. I'm never going to take that intent away. Do that. If that's your intention and both of you are on the same page and that's the direction you want to head, by all means, go down that path. But do it correctly. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's our pleasure to do this. As a, again, we've been doing this for 13 years. Um, I won't say that we've, um, we've covered every situation or every, you know, um, you know, situation that could happen in instruction, but, um, we've done a lot. I mean, we've, we've done a lot with the disabled community. Hmm. We've, uh, you know, taught people in wheelchairs. We've taught people, we, um, had a whole group of, uh, deaf, uh, shooters. Um, and I even taught a blind girl how to wow, shoot shotgun really? because she wanted to, she wanted sure. to feel it. She wanted to know what it was like. Sure. Um, and so coaching, coaching different. And, and then of course, kids, you know, we've, we've done a lot of work with Boy Scouts and merit badge counseling and rifle and shotgun. And so, which is awesome, it, by the way. It, well, okay. Once it's you're just a, young, a lot of fun. Once you're a young person and you learn that it's like riding a bike, you just don't forget those basics. And you know, the, for me, it's watching that young person, whether it's a boy or a girl, whether it's a scout, um, to, to learn and to get a little more proficient. And man, when they hit the target, the smile on their face is absolutely worth it. That's awesome. Absolutely every minute. Okay, so we went through, and for, again, for a lot of you listening, Straightforward Shooting, straightforwardshooting.com is the website. Get with Tina and her crew and walk through some of these things, figure out what the best way to do this, whether you've got, whether it's yourself, a spouse, another loved one, a, a kid, teenager, and by the way, I'm one where I don't care if they're seven, eight years of age. You can start as early as you feel they're able to handle something. You know, Tina's not going to start them off with a 44 mag, but, you know, rimfire. There's all sorts of ways to get them going on things, and even younger with pellet guns, BB guns, guys, there's all sorts of ways to get young people involved in this in a very professional manner to where it's safe and my feeling is if more of these kids understood what they were handling, we'd have a lot less issues out in the public in regards to shootings and even, you know, uh, you know, firearms that go off when they're not supposed to and things like that. You would eliminate, you know, by and large, most of those if young people knew exactly what they were getting into. It's education. That, it's education you. and it's training. And, you know, helping our, our young folks understand that this is not, um, Call of Duty, and it's not okay, a toy, right? You That's don't, right. you do not respawn. That's right. That's and right. I'll just say that Call of Duty is probably one of my most favorite games. I play a lot of it, but you know, in real life, you don't respawn. Right. It's over. So, right. under, you know, helping them understand the difference between 
uh, playing a video game and actually going out and shooting is there's two they're two different things. Okay. So that safety aspect of it, um, and really, you know, kids understand three rules of firearm safety. You know, always keep your gun pointed in a safe direction. Always keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot and always keep your firearm unloaded until you're ready to use it. They get it. They can follow those yep. three rules because honestly, they want to shoot more than they want to misbehave. Mm. Good and one. So Good one. if they understand that and uh, you know, the, they're willing to really listen and to focus and become better shooters in that way. But it, you know, it's, it's, it's a methodology and it's a way you teach. Mm-hmm. That really helps them understand that. Okay. And so, uh, no, I love teaching kids because awesome. they're just, they're, they're sponges. They're, they are. And yeah. they're just so excited when they, when they get That's it awesome. right. And, you know, some of my most challenging questions have come from kids. Really? So oh, it's very cool. It's, it's interesting. And it makes you think, and it makes me stretch as an instructor. That's cool, Tina. So, Good for you. That's a no, that's, that's really awesome. Okay. Question for you. And this is probably going to be more for somebody that maybe has been around firearms quite a bit. Maybe they've even kind of taught themselves how to shoot or they had somebody else, family member, whatever, teach them how. What do you see as some of those things that when somebody that's come in that really never has maybe had proper instruction, what are some of the bad habits that you see, you know, that you know, hey, these are things I need to fix right here and now. What are some of those, you know, top muzzle control? Muzzle, okay, explain. Muzzle control. I know um, what that means, but explain. Yeah, well, you know, I'm Filipino by birth. I'm Italian by marriage, so I talk a lot with my hands. Me right? too. And, um, and I, I'm neither, and I still do. <laughs> a handgun is designed to fit in your hand. Yes. And so different than a long gun, you know, a rifle or a shotgun with a longer barrel. Right. When you have a rifle or a shotgun, it's pretty obvious when you're pointing it at somebody. Yep. But a handgun, a little bit different because it's smaller. Yep. And so as you talk or as you, you think about shooting, it's easier to, to maneuver to, that around, to right. move the muzzle right. in, a, in an unsafe direction. So Well, you know, and the so, other thing that happens, this happens, by the way, for drivers, most people don't realize this, your hands will go where you're looking. Exactly. Same thing happens when you're driving. If you look to your left, you're liable to turn the steering wheel a little to the left. If you look to the right, you're liable to go to the right a little bit. You're, you will naturally go wherever your eyes are going. Right. Right? Right. Exactly right. So reinforcing that muzzle control and, and you're really, um, you know, I, I've been called the safety Nazi. That's okay. And that's, that's, the, no, tit- that's, that's right. the title I, that's okay. I wear proudly. Yes. Um, but, you know, but making sure if all you did was to make sure that your muzzle, the front end of your gun was pointed in a safe direction, um, that is, you know, really, you know, you would prevent a lot of unintentional and, uh, frankly, negligent accidents. Okay, so happen. muzzle control being one of those muzzle that control. even seasoned, quote-unquote, folks can have struggles with. Yes. What else? Body position. Okay. Because most people... You know, when you're shooting, your focus is really on your target and, your, you know, your, well, it should be on your front sight, but also on your target. You're looking downrange. You're looking. Um, you're not and you can't really see what you look like when you're shooting. Are you, are you, you know, are you flinching? Are you anticipating the shot? Are you popping your head up after the shot? All of those things will pull your shot off. So having somebody, even if you're an experienced shooter, 
having somebody to coach you and to observe your body position as you shoot can help correct some of those um the, you know it will tighten up your groups and will help you shoot a little more, more accurately okay because you really can't see what you're doing no, when you're no, the I, shooter I, I, on the back of my mind i'm just thinking wow and, and i should have thought of this long ago the comparison to golf is so it's so close it is it because really you is. can't see what you're doing with your swing you can't keep you can't bring your head up too fast and look down range after you've hit the ball or you're going to mess up your shot you've got to keep looking downhill and you need to look at where you're going to hit the ball to i mean there's so many comparisons and in a way you're shooting a projectile called this little white ball down range, which is no different than shooting a projectile out the end of a barrel. Exactly. And so another similarity to golf is your grip. Oh, good point. You know? Good point. And so, and, and follow through. Great point. Which, which are really, so there's, there's a lot of crossovers well, and even between the, golf and I'll particular. throw one more. The fit of the club versus the fit of the gun, like I said earlier. Not every gun fits the shooter the same way. I'm, I'm a very small-handed man. My, Tina's hands are probably, might even be bigger than mine because I don't have very big, I have ladies' hands. I actually can wear a woman's large glove. Yeah. So if I go buy gloves, I buy a woman's mm-hmm. large. So I struggle with some of the double-stacked firearms that are out there because they get so thick on the grip and my hands aren't quite big enough that I have to look at those particular firearms that have the right grip for me where everything works properly so that I can still have all the control I need at the end of the day because not all, you know, for example, a SIG, I love the weapon. They're fabulous. I have nothing bad to say about them, but I can't own them. Exactly. Because exactly. it doesn't fit my hand does very well at all. I don't have... I don't have big hands. I have long fingers. Okay. Okay. So you might have short fingers and a large hand. Okay. And and everybody's different. Makes sense. And in grip strength, all of that has a lot to do with what we're talking about as well. Correct? Absolutely. So proper fit is really is really important. Like because, a golf club. Exactly. So in when you when you enter your grip, you need to be able to place your finger in the pro, in the proper position on the trigger in order for your shot to be accurate. Because yeah, if you're pulling the trigger any, especially if you're right-handed and you're right-fingered and you're pulling that trigger to the right, you're naturally going to have groups that fade to the right of the target because you're pulling it every time you pull the trigger, correct? Exactly. And your fing- if your finger isn't properly positioned on the trigger, it's going to be a struggle for you to reach the trigger and it's not going to feel comfortable. You're going to get tired and you're not going to know why. So actually having somebody, you know, help you with that grip or, you know, observe you as you're shooting will help help explain, you okay. know, why those things are happening and you can correct them. Okay. I got more to ask Tina as soon as we come back. Again, straightforward shooting, straightforwardshooting.com is the website you can go to find Tina and her crew and Again, make some appointments, do some things, hire Tina and her crew to do some things to make you and or the shooters in your family even better than they are now. And if you've got some folks that have never shot and you're like, hey, I've got to get on track here. I've got to get my my better half, my spouse, my partner, my kids, whatever the case, call Tina and go through that process and let's get this going. Not that they're ever going to go out on tour and be a professional shooter because those exist and maybe they will but let's just get the basics done as we speak so again uh, tina francone straightforward shooting with us today ready radio is our and ready hyphen radio is our website by the way ready hyphen radio.com this is ready radio klz 560 summer hailstorms have returned with a bang leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement 
you need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over your head. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. Will look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. We'll be right back. 
All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Again, myself, Tina Francone with us today. Straightforward Shooting is the name of her business, and you can already imagine what that means. She is a firearms instructor, has a crew that uh, she has with her that will actually assist in all of what we're talking about as well. And we were talking about something during the break, which you guys didn't hear, which I really want to mention again, and that is how young should we get young people started in shooting, and I don't think there's a blanket answer, by the way, because I think every child has a different set of maturity levels they get into. Some kids that are even five or six are very much, you know, very mature, and they can handle what we're talking about very easily. Now, would I let them go unsupervised? Of course not. At that age, they're always going to be supervised. But the earlier you start them, the more they get used to how this works and the more they learn and the safer they're going to be as they get older. But what's that right age? You as a parent should know, and if not, that's where Tina and her folks can come in and help you with that. Yeah, and I, you know, I get that. That's a frequent question from parents, you know, especially this time of year, summertime, you know, your kids are out of school, you know, looking for looking for adventures for your children. And um, and parents call me, you know, I, you know, I don't know what I have an eight year old. Is that is that the right time? You know, can will you teach my kids? In most cases, Um, for the most part, yes. But eight's getting old enough where yeah, yeah, typically that's old enough. They're they're starting to ask questions about Mm -hmm. it. They're starting to be interested about it. Well, they can usually use their you know think of the video game and that end of things when they can start being. You know, they can control things with both hands and they can use that hand-eye coordination and so on. When they've got some of that down, you can typically teach the rest, right? Exactly right. And, you know, I tell parents, you know, you, you know your kid best. And if you feel that your child has a sufficient maturity to be able to understand the three rules, yep. you know, the three safety That's rules, right. and follow them, um, we can, you know, and kids are different, too. You know, some are, you know, taller, shorter, right. longer arms, shorter arms. So we really do tailor um, the firearm to the kid so that, that we have, again, we've got the right tool for, for, the, for the job. And you're not struggling, you know, as an eight-year-old with a, a, a rifle or a shotgun that fits a 21-year-old. It's got to be the right fit. That was fit. a question I was going to ask you, too, because I have my own opinion on this. I think, for the most part, I think even ladies, but if you can start them with a small-caliber rifle that fits them and they can get used to shooting that first before you move them into anything else, I'm a big fan of doing that because now they can learn all the safety things we need to do. Exactly. How to load, unload, handle the firearm, hit a bullseye, all those different things. And if they can do all of that with that type of a firearm first that, by the way, fits them, to your point a, so- exactly. a moment ago— then my feeling is once they're proficient at that, which in some cases, you know, might take several months to get them proficient yep. at that. Now we can move into maybe a twenty two caliber handgun if they're getting proficient with the other firearm first. That's my and I'm not an instructor, but that's my thoughts. Well, typically that you're I, that's my thought, too. Typically, we, when we have kids. Um, we'll start them off with a twenty two rifle. Right. Because that's, that's what I started with as a kid. That's easiest to shoot yep. and it, it, it doesn't little recoil very little recoil and it's got a still makes really noise. long they know barrel what's going on. Yep. you know and you still yep. get the excitement that's right of hitting a target but really um handgun i think is harder to shoot than, than oh, the agree. long guns oh i agree yes because with a rifle or shotgun you've got your body to help support 
and with well, a handgun. And with a child, you can even lay them out in a prone Absolutely. position. There's all sorts sure. of things you can do to help them even be more stable to then hit the target, which the idea is to hit the target, to your point earlier. Exactly. Let's get that control down first. Then we can move them up into maybe a kneeling position. Then they can stand. And you get where I'm going with this is a progression to where they now are learning how to handle the firearm itself and their body and the coordination of all of this. Once all that's good, now move them into a handgun. Exactly. Well, and, you know, you develop confidence right. um, with your ability to handle a well, firearm You're learning trigger pull. You're learning all sorts of things through all exactly. of that, right? Me- exactly. You know, muscle memory on all that Absolutely. and so on. So much of shooting is muscle memory. If, if your eye remembers where it's supposed to look, you know, where your hand remembers mm-hmm. where it's supposed to go, you know, your, your body remembers how you're supposed to stand, um, all of those mechanics, I mean, it just, it seems like, whoa, you know, I just stand up there and shoot. No. But, but really, those things. If only. <laughs> it should be that if easy. If only. Well, but, I'll go back to golf. Exactly. You wouldn't take your seven or eight-year-old out to the driving range and hand him an adult-sized driver and say, okay, Billy, hit away. Yeah, go no, ahead. No, you're going to go get a iron, typically in six, seven, well, probably seven or eight iron, maybe a nine iron that fits that child. And you're going to say, okay, now, Billy, here's the proper grip. How's how we stand? Here's how we tee it up. Here's the things we do. Now, hit the ball. Exactly. We're not starting with a man-sized driver to right. begin with, which would be that 44 caliber handgun. Right. We're starting at their level with something that fits them, getting them used to that. So golf, again, it's no... I guess bowling would be another one. You're not going to hand them a 20-pound bowling right. ball and right. say, okay, no, throw okay, this go. down the yeah. lane. Yeah. With big, huge fingers and so on. No, you're going to get them a ball that fits them, fits their fingers and so on, and the weight and what have you. It's no different with a, with a firearm. Unfortunately, a lot of folks don't think the way we just said. Well, and, and a lot of people don't understand the mechanics of shooting and, and really that, that fine detail about fitting a firearm to yeah, to good point. to you. Yes. And um And they're all there's there's tons of differences. Absolutely. They're not all the same. No, they're not. They're not well, most of them are black. So that's it's about the similarity. Where the similarities end. And you know, in our students are often, you know, we we have firearms that we use in class and, and you know, we let, you know, students sure. shoot. Um, but you know, when I set them all out and I look and and people come over and they go like, "Wow, why do you have, you know, the same black guns for you know, right don't you just need one black gun like that well every single one of these are different in right. some way or form just They're like either, those golf clubs would be different exactly it's so no, different no different caliber right. different you know different you know different action whether it's a revolver or semi-automatic so there's so there are subtle differences and you know honestly this isn't rocket science no. Okay. I, I mean, really, it really isn't. I, I not mean, this part of it isn't. It's not. I mean, you know, you put ammunition in, you pull the trigger, it goes bang, something comes out the front end. All right. But I wouldn't hand you a chainsaw and say, go take down that tree oh, over good there. Point. Good point. Okay. You could Tina. probably yeah. do it. Good point. Right? But, well, I could because I've been taught how to do it when I was probably right. that same age. Right. But if you had no experience you in that, know. you could. but you could still do it. You could probably do it. But would you do it safely? No, you do it wrong. And would you do it, you, would you do it efficiently? So a little bit of instruction goes a long yeah, way in, in, you know, helping establish your self-confidence with a firearm and, under, and you understand how to be safe with it so that you can actually start to develop 
some proficiency with it. And, you know, when you're good at it and when you're actually hitting your target, it's more fun. And when you're having fun, it encourages you to practice right. more. When you practice more, you get better at it. And then, you know, then it then it is something that you actually enjoy doing. I, I keep going back to golf, but it's the same thing. That When you can go out and actually have a nice drive and some nice chip shots and your irons are working and you can putt fairly well and you actually go out and enjoy the whole scenery and the experience and so on, that's what brings you back to play golf all over again. If you're zigzagging all around the course and all you're doing is chasing that ball down every time you turn around, it ain't a lot of fun. Yeah. It's no different in your world, is it? No, it's if not. That, if that you know bullet is hitting the target or maybe missing the target and it's all over the place and there's no proficiency and it's very, very frustrating for the student at that point, it, it, they're going to get ruined on it. It's no fun anymore. Right. And, and you know, if your body position is incorrect, um, you get tired faster, you know, oh, your, your neck hurts, you get a headache, you know, and you go, you're 15 minutes shooting and you go like, well, I'm done. I, you know, I hurt. I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. And so, you know, helping people understand what they look like when they're shooting. Do they have their shoulders up in their ears? You know, because that's going to cause you a good neck, point. Neck and yeah, no, that's a great point. I never thought about any of this. I and, mean, some of um, this because I was lucky and I, and I mean this sincerely. I was fortunate and lucky to have a father that at a very early age taught us how to do these things in the way that you're talking. Now, can I still learn some things today? Absolutely. And I've learned some things from some other folks during the years, even on grip and position and so on, that I didn't know as a young as a young man that have, again, you know, boded very well for me as time goes by. And point being, you can always learn something. I don't care how long you've been doing this. It's like the game of golf. It's why a pro has a coach that teaches them every single week off the course what to do to improve what they're doing in the game. That's exactly what you're doing with experts, but also teaching novices how to do it. Absolutely. And we continue to train. I mean, we go for training, you know, twice, twice, three times a year. I mean, so we're always learning. We're not, you know, I don't mean to come in here and say, you know, I know everything that, that there is about shooting because I don't. Mm. I know a lot. But I don't know everything. So we continue to train we, so that we can train others. Nice. And, um, and I encourage students to train with different people. And, and, you know, some folks have come back to me and said, well, why are you throwing business to other people? I said, because you learn different things from different people. You hear different things from different people. Uh, you yeah. know, we can have, you and I can have the same set of materials that we're training from. You're going to teach it in a different way than I do. It's got the same material. But that other person may pick up something different from Absolutely. someone else besides you. It'll resonate differently. Yeah. They'll hear, hear it differently. That makes total sense. I never thought about and, that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then you learn. You learn different things from different people because, I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, but I am not, you know, I'm not the expert in the field by any stretch of the imagination. There's always something I can learn right. from different people, how to shoot, how to teach, how to coach, which is where we're at. You know. Okay, last question. We've got a couple minutes left here. Again, for those of you listening, maybe traveling through, you want to hear us again, you can do that, ready-radio.com. You can download our app as well, klzradio.com. Any of, you know, Google Play, App Store, either one, you can download the, the app that way. Last question. You talked about muzzle control being one of those things that really, even for seasoned people, is a big deal. Give me one other issue you see even seasoned shooters having that, you know, is maybe a bad habit they develop. Um. I don't know that this is a habit, um, but um, just a, an attitude, if, if, for lack of a better term, um, you know, and and really having the attitude to be open to to continued training, and also, 
you know, on the flip side of that, um, you know, I tell students all the time, you know, I don't know everything about everything, and I learn as I teach. And so for those people who are really, you know, they're experienced shooter, they've been, they've been shooting for a long time, you learn a lot by teaching somebody else to do what you're doing. Good point. And so the ability to have an open mind, be receptive to continued training, and maybe even considering teaching somebody else how hmm. to do this. It's a great point. I, you know, I n- never really thought about that. I've, I have, through the years, actually taught some folks how to shoot, which is not in my blood. But for me, I guess, when it comes to shooting especially, because I've done it for so long, and I that part of it is like, okay, wait a minute. This is one of those areas where you cannot rush it. This is the safety side of it does not allow you to. Absolutely. You, you have to take a breath, and even for me, which I'm a very, let's go, kind of a guy. You know that. But in that world, no, you have to back up a little bit. You have to slow down, take all the proper steps and precautions. And maybe because of the upbringing I've had, I know that and where that part of the instruction for me isn't such a big deal because I just know, wait a minute, you do have to take a breath, a lot of breaths, as you go through this process because the safety thing above all else, in my opinion, it's how I was raised, Tina, safety is of the utmost, period, no matter what. Everything else is secondary. Yeah. And, you know, and it's really the thing as, you're, as you progress in your, your firearms knowledge, you know, and you just become more proficient in it, you know, as you're shooting and you look and you go like, well, um, am I empty? Am I unloaded? I don't know. But I, I think I am. You know, it, you know there's take, no thinking. You better a, check. It's a half a second for That's you to right. check that. That's and, right. And so then you're, you know what the condition yep. of the gun is, yep. and you know how you're handling it, and, and you know, and you don't leave it to well, any Well, last chance. tip, and you, you would have said this earlier, but I'm going to say it anyways, is something I was taught at an early age. Anytime a weapon is handed to you, I don't care what they've told you. I don't care if they say, hey, it's unloaded, it's no problem. Number one rule, on top of the ones that Tina's already given out, you check to make sure, you're not calling them a liar, by the way, it's gun safety, you check, no matter what it is, what kind of action it has, you check and verify, is it in fact empty? You never trust somebody else's word, I don't care who they are. And it's, and it's not the it's not a question of trust. No, it's just, uh, it, you're it's going just to not, know yourself whether it's unloaded or absolutely. not. Absolutely, it's your responsibility. That's right. To make sure that you understand what the condition of the gun is. That's right. right. All right. That's it. Tina, thank you again. Straightforwardshooting.com. The hour rolled off fast. We'll have you back again in the future. Never fear. Her number, 720-989-9662. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.